Hey loves, I'm Squid. And I'm Cheer, and you're listening to Not, Not Your, Your Pick, Pick Me. Me, a podcast that highlights gamers and content creators who are breaking barriers in hopes of making gaming and streaming communities safer and more inclusive spaces for everyone. Stick around for some hilarious yet educational content. And just remember, no matter how much you want us to be, we're not your pick me. Hi friends, welcome back to Not Your Pick Me. This is our season finale for season one. We've talked to so many amazing creators, gamers, streamers, and we've had uh, such a great time and we hope you have too. So we will be taking a short break during the month of May to be able to get some more recordings done, as well as be able to try and start back, pick back up with season two in the month of June. This episode, Squid and I are going to do a fun little Q&A, and our amazing producer, Jay Nice with Some Spice, is out from behind the curtains and hanging out with us today to ask those questions. Hey, everybody. I also just wanted to add that um, only about 30% of podcasts ever made um, make it to 10 episodes. And I am so proud of Cheer and Squid for all of the hard work that they've put in and this amazing community and content that we've been able to produce. And I can't wait to get into season two and bring you even more amazing guests. So for our Q&A, we reached out in our Discord to see if the community had any questions for us. And so, Jay, I think you've already got a list, so let's start with the first one. Absolutely. Um, We've compiled compiled them all together, and I have a few you guys haven't seen yet, um, which I'm excited to drop on you and get your natural reactions to. Yeah, because cheer studies. Cheer studies. I don't look at them until we get to the podcast. Cheer looks at them days in advance and like writes her answers down. I don't, I I don't use pens. No, they're in my head. I just have to be ready. Don't lie. They're all on your arm. Like you're cheating on a test. (laughs) I'm going acoustic, organic, and Cheer's over here like, I already know my answers. This is why I described us as yin and yang to my therapist. We are 1,000% yin and yang. You Also, you text. This is also us being yin and yang. You texted me and you were like, we're still on for today. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, all right, I'll get out of bed and start getting ready. I was finishing getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was like doing my eyeliner, like ready to like settle in. And you're like, I guess I'll get out of bed now. And I was like, I'm, I'm showered. My hair's dry. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get started then. (laughs) Um, So what is the most useless talent that you have? Existing. Bitch. (laughs) Ma'am. That's funny. Um, I mean, I feel like I have a lot of useless talents, though. (laughs) Let me see if I can show you one of my useless talents. Are you going to spin a ball? No, I don't have a ball. I thought that was the one that she would go with. Me too. I don't know if I have any useless talents because mine are all kind of useful. Like I could find out info on anyone. Internet stalking is very useful. I could do this. <laughs> oh. That is extremely useful, Cheer. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> For anyone who's not watching a video, I just turned my tongue into a three-leaf clover. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me see. Let me see if I can do this talent. Man. Don't try this at home, kids. No, don't. Are you firing? No, stop. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. I hate fire. Stop. 
That was actually so cool. That's one of the best ones I've ever done. And we have it on film. So for those of you not watching the video, (laughs) I just lit my hand on fire. (laughs) Please do not try that at home. (laughs) Don't fucking try that at home. Don't try that at home. I'm a professional. I'm a firebender, in case y'all were curious. Yeah, that tracks. (laughs) Is that why you like ginger so much? I'm a firebender. <laughs> I was wondering where my that makes a lot of sense to you. That would make a lot of sense as to why I'm obsessed with gingers. <laughs> that one is extremely useless. Like of all the things that is useless, that one. Yeah. Like juggling. A bit juggling is okay. It's like hand-eye coordination. Yeah. Like spinning a basketball, also okay, hand-eye coordination, whatnot. That literally is just setting my hand on fire. All right. So question two is, what is the best part about being a live streamer or content creator? Um, I actually know my answer to this right away. Um, my favorite thing about being a live streamer slash content creator is that like, I don't have to worry about if I like my coworkers or not. Every <laughs> single person that I'm around, okay. I love to death. Like they are my best. I'm literally working with my best friends. In a space that also gives us time away from each other. So it's very healthy. But like, I don't have to worry about like going into work and being like, oh, I hate the copy guy. Like, he's creepy <laughs> and weird. Like, no, every single person that I play with is one of my best friends. And so I think that's my favorite part. That's my awesome. favorite is like being able to make my own schedule and like having, a, like, I sometimes feel like, our communities are like our bosses. Like I have to be like, Hey, I'm not coming in today. I'm sorry. And it's never like, how fucking dare you? It's always like, yeah, yeah totally. You're having fun with your friends. You don't want to go home. Keep, keep having fun. Like, oh, like you have mental health. that's fine. Yeah. Like everyone's like, yeah, take time for yourself. Do what you need to do. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm like that's it still baffles me. Yeah. But I love it. All right. Um, Question three is, uh, what is one thing you wish you knew when you started streaming? Okay. Um, I think something that I wish (laughs) I knew, but also I wish that a lot of other content creators knew, is that it's very important that you do not have to keep anyone around that is not giving positive vibes, that is not creating a space in your community that feels safe because I almost felt like I owed people certain things because they were around for certain milestones or they were there in the beginning. And that's not the case. And as you keep growing or as you keep streaming, you can learn that there's some people that are not actually a good fit for your community. I I agree. I feel like at the beginning, I felt like I owed people my time And I owed them being able to like queue up with me and play with me because they were like gifting subs and giving money and blah, 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 blah. And I feel like there's people who kind of like prey on smaller streamers and do that because Mm -hmm. they are not good people and they don't have anyone to play with. So they just give you money and then are like, I could play with you now. Right. And you're kind of like, shit, I need that money and I don't Mm. want you to stop. So I guess. Yeah. And then you're stuck being uncomfy and then your stream's not good because you're like this person's saying weird shit what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening and like you can you can say no there's other people out there that will support you for you yeah and when when cheer says good she doesn't even mean like good at the game we I mean just overall a good person yeah yeah like a decent human being i don't care how yeah. you are at the game you could be ass as long as you're not a 
three. I'm going to be completely honest. Cheer was asked the first time we played together. <laughs> yeah. And she stuck I around for three months. <laughs> I remember Cheer being like, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, I love having you here. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, has there been a time where you didn't want to stream anymore? So I wouldn't say it's that I don't want to stream anymore. Sometimes I get really overwhelmed and scared because this profession is not a guaranteed specific amount of income that comes in every month. So like sometimes I'm not sure if like what I have coming in is going to pay my bills, let alone give you that type of life that maybe you desire that you feel like you're working really hard to of being able to take care of your mental health, go and do things um, and whatnot. So I think that those times I'm kind of like, I get nervous. I'm like, should I be doing something else? Should I be going back and working at a university where I know that like I've got insurance, I don't have to worry about my taxes as much. I have this specific income that I can budget for each month. Like, that's what have been one of the hardest things is trying to figure out a budget for myself and making sure that I'm only spending certain amount of money on a certain amount of money on things. And so like those times, it's not that I don't want to stream. It's that I get nervous of the uncertainty and the um, unknown. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I don't, there's ever been a point where I don't want to stream, but I definitely get in my head and I get really bad imposter syndrome and I convince myself like I shouldn't be doing this. Like I'm not, I'm not like a bubbly, loud, like loud, like, oh, hey, welcome in, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm not that kind of person and I can't make mm -hmm. myself be that kind of person. And sometimes I'm like, I see you and I see woke and I see Ginge and I'm like, I can't be like that, but I wish I could. And like, maybe that's what people want and I can't give that to them. And then I just get like, eh, stop doing this. You're not good at it. So my brain sometimes tells me I shouldn't, but it's not that I don't want to. You're doing a great job, Cheer, and we love you just the way that you are. Yeah, I think you're great. James. I don't watch streams, and I watch your stream more than anyone <laughs> else's. <laughs> All right. So I kind of like these two questions. They're kind of paired together. But um, Cheer, what is your favorite squid moment? I this is I studied for this and I still have yet to come up with like a solid answer. It's hard because there's a lot of moments. Not really like a specific moment, but kind of like it kind of more felt like the end of one chapter and the beginning of another was like Christmas. Squid went back home and was still on PlayStation and forgot her face cam. And she was like, no one's going to watch. I don't have a face cam. And still held like 50 viewers or something at that time. And it feels like, I feel like that moment is like the end of like PlayStation, like small streamer Squiddy and like the beginning of like big famous Squiddy. And also like, I like, I wasn't supposed to be playing video games. So I was like, I had my PlayStation in my bedroom and I was like, hey guys, he's on B. He's on B. She was whispering. She was whispering. Oh she was God. like, I can't talk loud. My family is going to be upset. <laughs> yeah, like JD's dad was here and was like, no video games while I'm here. So I was like, hey, I just got sniped. Help. All right. So conversely, Squid, what's your favorite cheer moment? Oh, man. There's a lot of really great cheer moments. All I can think of is Moaning Bee. And, like, I just don't want it to be that one. 
Like, I just, I don't want it to be that one. Um, it's really interesting. I think that, like, you can't pick a favorite cheer moment because, like, the biggest moment has been her progression of starting from, like, not playing video games to now literally, like, we hold the two top spots. She, last night, we played together. <laughs> She topped me every single time. I don't think I had more hey, kills yo. than her. Insanely, like the amount of change over such a short period of time shows her ability and her skill set to be able to pick up a game and be good at it. And so I've loved that. But if we're going to talk about a specific moment, like being able to watch the video of you getting partner live and like specifically everyone thinking someone had died yeah because yeah. it was that big to you it showed it showed the emotion that you put into it it has shown literally the amount of blood sweat and tears legitimate tears that you have put into the content to try and be able to get to where you are and be able to be a platform that people can come to like it's it's phenomenal and it's amazing to watch. Thanks. I think we kind of talked about this in like the first episode and that kind yeah. of thing. But if you guys want to answer it again, uh, someone asked when and how did you guys come up with the idea for the podcast? I have a feeling it was a like person in chat that had said like, oh, Squid and Cheer would be great in a podcast. And we were like, we could we could do this. <laughs> um. But then I think we also got to talking about it and realized that, like, we have an opportunity to actually talk about a lot of serious things. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when or how. I just remember Squid texting me and was like, I'm doing a podcast and I need you to do it with me. And I was like, <laughs> OK, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a say in this. Cool. <laughs> I didn't want There's no anyway. way. There is no way I would have done this podcast without you. <laughs> like I in my head the whole time is like if I do a podcast, me and Tia are doing a podcast. <laughs> And like um, Jay, came, Jay ended up coming in a chat one day when we were talking about it because I was just like randomly talking about it, and Jay was like, "That's my job. <laughs> I do the I do those things. If if you want some help, <laughs> I make those happen." But yeah, no, I think that that was it. Was really mainly that we preach so hard and we talk so much about what we want out of the gaming and streaming world, and how in the hell are we going to get that without putting our voices out there without bringing light to other voices, especially in other areas that we can't exactly share exper experiences on. Yeah. Right. And a way we could do it where we're not distracted by chat and playing a game and then other mm -hmm. people coming in and, you yeah. know, doing that and supporting people outside of just like, okay, here's a raid, go watch this person, you know, like actually talking to them and getting to know them and hearing what they have to say. Yeah. Squid, you mentioned like, you know, sometimes you, you're preaching or whatnot in chat, but with chat, sometimes it's like a preaching to the choir thing that there are a lot mm -hmm. of like-minded people in, in your chat. And so like, I feel like this has been an opportunity to break outside some of those communities and maybe change some minds beyond um, the people that are, are actively listening already. I know that that was something that we really were striving to do and something that we ha thought would be really great, um, especially with like parents. We know that to obviously, um, that there are a lot of people in our chats who are maybe younger, even people who are 
older might have these like family figures in their lives, like these um, these guardians or just like other family members that don't understand exactly why they do what they do because I was that family member. I didn't understand why my brother played video games all the time. I legitimately had to apologize to my brother when I understood it. <coughs> I um, I literally looked to my brother. And I was like, I owe you an apology. He was like, for what? Because I didn't understand the impact and the amount that gaming really held a space in your life to feel a sense of belonging. And so in the hopes of doing this podcast, we were really wanting that to be able to reach people that maybe didn't fully understand and they can see a little bit more that there there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that has to do with it. And it's not just being lazy or like right. trying to stay away from the world. It has a lot to do with, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's about creating family. So if you won the lottery or had all the money in the world, um, what would you do with it? My sister's about to go to college, so I'd pay off all that, give my grandma all the money she needs, pay off all my friends' debts. Uh, <laughs> oh, then I guess I'd buy myself like a house or something. And then I'd buy houses for all my friends that they needed. <laughs> I just want to spoil my friends. I love that. I would drop 100 gifted in Hassan's chat. Um, just for the lulls, I would drop a bunch of gifted subs in Edge's chat. <laughs> Turn the tables. The flex. Oh, I'd get my cats a bunch of cool stuff. Ooh, one of those big spinny wheels, like a like a hamster wheel, but for cats. Oh, the yeah. running ones? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. the exercise nice. wheels. Someone's going to send you that now, Cheer. I don't have space. Please don't. I, I've looked into it. I don't have the space. <laughs> I, first of all, would pay off my debts, like my taxes and things like that, because that would make me feel very secure. Um, yeah. But then after that, I would love to look into creating some sort of of business of organization that is a multi a multi type organization where i really want public speaking to be a huge part of my life and to be something that i continue to do and so being able to create a team that is all about public speaking for empowerment um, specifically derived around like online spaces and gaming and specifically like different um, oppressed communities. I have obviously a really strong connection to women um, being a woman. So like I would love for it to be a women's empowerment type thing, but I also have a strong connection in the queer community um, and so also queer related. And so in general at that point, I would want it to be able to expand to so many different avenues um, as like a way and a space to be able to talk about things that don't get talked about a lot and finding those different avenues that like we talk a lot about like the nine to five jobs, but like talking about these jobs that are not necessarily nine to five, um, talking about how it's okay to be yourself. I don't know. That's just, I have a lot of passion around it. I don't know exactly how I would do it or what <laughs> I would do. Um, but like working around trying to like help, um, fund esports leagues and teams in, in high schools. Um, but yeah, I think that's where, that's where I would, would land on things. I now have a very clear vision of what I would do. I would mm -hmm. hire Liz and Ray Ray to run an internet cafe 
And then in the back of that would be recording studios for podcasting and spreading ideas and sharing information. Yes. And above that would be a streamer apartment complex with like the best internet ever. And everybody has their own room for streaming and super soundproof walls. (laughs) That sounds perfect. Yeah. Like if I had huge investment money. We can can connect that to the company that I create. No, exactly. That That's like all the podcast stuff and recording and oh yeah, the, yeah, dude. My company is literally called Empowerment Ventures. So like, oh, is it though? <laughs> <laughs> and now roll the clip from whenever we made up our own things. Our executive producer is Janice Matsko of Entertainment Ventures. What? No. Our executive producer is Janice Matsko of Entertainment. Uh, no. Our executive producer is Janice Matsko of Empowerment Values. But what? (laughs) (laughs) I have a new brand? Right. I love it. That's amazing. I love that very, very much. The next question is, um, who do you see as like a mentor or um, who is a role model to you that you look up to? I feel like I don't have one specific person but I kind of take like bits and pieces from like each one of my friends mm-hmm. you know and kind of Frankenstein that together it's like this is this you know because like there's a little bit of something from everyone that I'm like oh like I love that and I love this and I want to be more like that and combine it I get that completely. I think it's really hard for me to say that I would have a role model or like um, a mentor specifically because it's really hard to put all that on one person. Um, And that's something that I've, I've had to work a lot on in general because usually I'll have like a best friend that is everything to me. And like that's not it's not healthy. Um, And so I love what Cheer said, like just kind of pooling bits and pieces from people that I see that. I like these aspects of you. I would like to continue to make that better in my life. Like if we're going to like give an example, like Ginge with marketing, phenomenal. Woke Mm -hmm. with passion in an area that I also feel passion in. Cheer with being able to be whoever the fuck she wants to be, like being herself (laughs) 1000% all the time. Jules with having the biggest heart that she has. Like there's so many, like Rach and Liz with organization, and budgeting and understanding of things, my God. (laughs) But like, seriously though, like we have all these amazing friends that have these wonderful qualities, like especially like with Alicia now, she has become a really big person in my life that Mm -hmm. I I look up to in so many different areas um, with, with body positivity and things like that. So it's, I think that that 1000% is the best answer that there could be for that for me. I'm going to add a question to that that's not on the list. Um, and I just thought of it right now. So this wasn't necessarily planned. But um, as streamers and content creators that are out there in the public uh, and those para- parasocial relationships, there are a lot of people that look up to you as role models. Mm-hmm. But for those that like do look up to you as role models, is there like one message that you would like to share with them or a piece of advice that you might want to put out there right now that maybe it's something that you are discovering in your own life that you wish somebody younger knew? 
the thing that I've been living and focusing on um, for a while, um, Brene Brown obviously speaks a lot on a lot of amazing things. Um, and an ex of mine that I had really put me on um, the idea of radical authenticity and mindful vulnerability. And I think that it is so important. One, with mindful mindful vulnerability, you don't owe anyone anything. You do not have to tell everyone everything about yourself. People are not entitled to know how you feel. People are not entitled to get an answer from you on certain things. You are allowed to have your own things. You are allowed to say no. Um, but then with radical authenticity, that's kind of goes off of like what I feel like I've gotten a lot from cheer as well of being yourself and not giving a fuck what anyone else thinks. We get so caught up in like, what does that person think about me? What does that person think about me? It shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't matter because what matters most is what you think about yourself. And if you are struggling with the things or the way that you are thinking about yourself, you are going to have to try and do the work to be able to get out of that because you can't do anything in your life to the best of your ability until you love yourself fully. And I, that is easy to say out loud. Trust me, that is easy to say out loud. I'm not saying that that is an easy journey whatsoever because I'm, I still struggle with it every single day. But the days that I do love myself and the moments that I love myself more than I usually do, I could conquer the world. Absolutely. And I love Brene Brown. Me too. <laughs> Me too. There's another one. It's mindful vulnerability, um, radical authenticity, and bold kindness. Not being afraid to put your heart out there. Not being able to, or not being afraid to stick up for people who aren't there, um, and not being afraid to be kind to people no matter who they are. I guess kind of. I feel like the only the only. Thing I have this kind of the same thing just like don't be afraid to be yourself like it's especially like like when I started twitch I saw so many I know I've said this I think I've said this on the podcast before like I saw so many people being like no politics like no no talks about like serious topics and I was like mm -hmm. I was th actually one thing I was I was thinking about yesterday when I was studying for this was like I thought back and I remember being in like fourth grade in 2000 and arguing with people in the hallways as we were going to like vote in the fake election in our school. And like, I remember being in online arguments at, like four years later, once I was on like live journal and stuff with like, like arguing about that kind of stuff. And like, I've, I've always been this way. I've always been loud and opinionated. And like, I thought I had to dial that down. It turns out I can't. <laughs> I tried. Even it if I want work. to, I can't. <laughs> it didn't work uh, because I show everything on my face and I would watch my clips back and people would be saying things I didn't agree with and I'd be there just like. <laughs> and so I, you know, had to stop just wincing and actually say what was on my mind. And yeah. turns out you can curate your own little bubble of people who agree with you and it you can be yourself and people will mm -hmm. you will find like-minded people don't be afraid to just be yourself and be loud if you could be sponsored by any brand who would you want to be sponsored by and why you want to take a guess what mine is taco bell taco bell <laughs> okay i have a list 
Taco Bell, DoorDash. DoorDash, if you are listening, I actually would be a really wonderful sponsor because I also drive for you. So I could do both sides of things, the consumer as well as an employee. So just like think that out. Um, Taco Bell. Also, I eat your food all of the time. All of the time. That is the main thing. I door dash. So if we want to do like a dual partnership, also great. <laughs> a twofer. Um, keep the nacho fries around forever. Forever. That's my first order of business as a as a sponsored creator because I know that sponsored creators get to make business decisions. Um, and LaCroix as well as Michelob Ultra. Solid pump. So I think I've hit all of my... All of my areas. All your basic needs. All of my basic needs. And like waxers, just because I haven't bought any waxers yet. <laughs> what the fuck is that? They're women's boxers? boxers. Women's boxers. Okay. I just haven't bought any yet. You just post thirst traps and and then I could and then I could post more thirst traps in waxers. Sponsor right now, sponsor. Fucking send a fucking email right now. Y'all think I post thirst traps now? Imagine this send ass. A fucking email. <laughs> That is a GIF. That is a GIF. No doubt. That is a GIF. It's GIF. The creator. The creator. The creator. I don't care what he says. It's graphics, not graphics. You don't argue with the people who created it. They get to name it whatever the hell they want. He could have named it Poop and Pee Pee Butt, and that's what it'd be called. Lord. Didn't he die? I don't know. God. Oh. Yeah, he died the other day. The other day. March March 23rd. Wow. I didn't know that. So now, I hope that so he now wrote his will. He's dead. He has no say. It's true. Graphics. Graphics. It's Jif, bitch. What's your favorite dog? It's A Jolden Retriever? A Jolden Retriever. Fuck you, Cheer. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> We haven't argued about anything harder in our lives. You and I have not argued about anything harder in our lives than GIF and GIF. That Don't get me started on the way you say Reese's Pieces, though. Reese's Pieces. Reese's. You say Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Reese's no, it's Reese's. Reese's. I got a Reese's. Has, has I've got a Reese's. Pieces. This Reese's. is a Reese's. Reese has a piece. Is Reese's Pieces. It's Reese's. If Reese Pieces. Witherspoon had something, would you say this is Reese's? No, it's Reese's. I mean, it's not wrong. It's a Southern thing, okay? Calm down. It's a wrong thing. Fight, 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 Reese's fight. Pieces. <laughs> Anyways, the, the the sponsor I would like, I don't think it's a specific. I want I want my own makeup palette. I don't know. Someone do it for me. Someone Ooh. give me. I want to make a palette. Oh, me. I could hit you up me. with somebody. I could hit you, hit you up with somebody, maybe. And then, of course... PBR. Maybe Wingstop. I don't know. Last time I had a Wingstop, I froze it up. So you're on thin ice. Okay. Yeah. You definitely can't be a sponsor for them then <laughs> because you've already said something not so great. Don't worry. I, I'll never get a LaCroix. I'll never get a LaCroix sponsorship because I call Spot it LaCroix. So. All right. So we talked about mentorship and role models and that kind of thing. Kind of along the same lines. Um, what A-list celebrity would you like to have as a guest on the podcast or on your stream? Doja Cat. That is the answer. That is the correct answer. Um, there is no other answer. There are other answers. That's rude. That's rude of me. There are other answers. 
There is no other answer for me. Doge Cat. On your stream or on the podcast? On the podcast. Oh, on the podcast. Easy. I would what like would to play Among about? Us with her, though, because I think that would be the funniest thing in the world. But I need her on the podcast so that I also can ask her on a date. Because if I just get one moment with her, I could make her fall in love with me. And it'd be totally fine. Um, <laughs> no, hey, really, yeah. what I actually want to do, I'm just trying to get to Taco Bell through her. So <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to be serious, we're going to be honest. Uh, oh my god! No, I'm obsessed with Doja Cat. I think that she is absolutely wonderful. I think she is one of the most hilarious human beings, and like all around, a very genuine person. From what I've seen, I've seen her in concert too, and like just the way she talks, it's very much how I like to talk to people. And so I'm just like, ah, I feel like we'd be pals. How about you, Cher? I don't feel like I know many A-list celebrities. I would love to to play Call of Duty with. Uh, Drew Apuelo. I think that would be fucking hysterical. I knew you were going to say Drew. <laughs> or just I... Among Us with Drew. Imagine the No, laughter. I want to yell at men with her. That is true. That is also very true. They would not survive. They'd back out every time. Trash and dash, trash and dash, trash and dash, trash and dash. <laughs> one after another. Constant trash and dash. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would break the space-time continuum and the entire universe would implode if those two powers met. Just... It'd be terrifying for men in the world. Are esports actually sports? Absolutely. Yeah. 1000%. And as someone who has done streaming and also participated in tournaments, what is that like transition like? Because I know like at one time you were like, I'm not a tournament person. I'm not going to participate in tournaments. And now a lot of tournaments are offering spots on teams or even captains positions to content creators and streamers. And so like what how does it differ from like what your expectations were of what it was like to be in like a competitive scene versus just playing for your community and like with other content creators? I mean, it, I feel like it definitely differs because I like, I'm, I'm not a competitive player. I'm not, I'm not that type of person. I'm a content creator. I interact with my chat. I don't know how to not so like I'm supposed to be like focusing on the game and being locked in, but my eyes are still darting to the side. Like, what are they saying? What are they doing? I got to entertain them. And like, it's just like a totally different vibe. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't mind it here and there, but like, I could not be like that all the time. Like I, I want to hang out. I want to, I want to talk to you guys. What are you saying? Give me the hot goss. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's hard to turn off that switch on my brain of like read chat. Be, be interactive. Talk to everyone. I think it's very different. I think it's very different in general. If you were to even compare, like, not in the gaming world, you are to compare, like, a professional athlete to someone who um, works in the entertainment industry in whatever capacity. Like, mm-hmm. the types of ways to prepare are very different. Um, these people who are competitive esports players train almost every single day, like an, uh, like an Olympic athlete, like a pro athlete, they are there working to grind to get better at their game and at their, um, at their sport. Whereas like a content creator side of things, you have to look at many different avenues. It's not just a focus on being good at the game. And so like, we don't sit here and grind call of duty every day. Um, because we know that that's, probably not something that we're going to be as successful in 
we kind of have to put things out, see if it's something that sticks that people actually enjoy that they like. Um, and we're never really sure. And so both of them have their challenges, but both of them also have their really awesome different types of rewards. But I've really enjoyed playing in the tournament scene because the specific tournaments that we are playing in, and I think that that's something that I've been trying to do, is we get to create representation, um, specifically being women in gaming. I loved being um, a part of World Series of Warzone because I was a queer woman mm -hmm. who is a content creator that is playing in this really large tournament. And while maybe <clears throat> people don't didn't know who I was, that was just more of a, a moment of like, someone could have seen that. Someone could have seen that. Someone could have gotten some sort of empowerment out of that, that like, I can take that step. Have you guys found a better way of kind of explaining like exactly how a streamer makes money? I try and compare it sometimes to like a Netflix subscription. Mm. Like when you subscribe to Netflix, you receive a specific type of content. Um, we don't do it specifically like me and Chira do not make it to where like to be able to comment in our chats or to be able to like see our content that you have to subscribe. It is free. You can come and see anything and you can hang out and chat for free. Mm -hmm. But people know and realize that if we did not make any sort of type of income off of it, then we wouldn't be able to do it at the same capacity, the same amount, the same quality as we could if we were able to do it full time. I said no, but I just found a great way to explain it to at least the people in my cheer squad. Think of it like a drag show. You, yes. You oh, enjoy I literally the did this the other day. Yeah, you enjoy the entertainment, so you give them your money. You're like, right. oh, I'm enjoying this. Here's, here's my money to show you I enjoy this. I literally had, when Texas <laughs> here the other day, we went to the drag show and I legitimately, I had a whole conversation with Ara, who is one of our um, drag queens, who is also a, um, a trans woman. She is a beautiful woman. My God, all of the people who are um, the queens at the show are disgustingly beautiful and amazing <laughs> at the craft that they've done. And we, I was talking with Ara Besk about it and I was comparing drag shows or, or I was comparing like being a um, drag queen to being a Twitch streamer. And she was like, yeah, this is my full-time job. She was like, I could have another job, yes, but I want to be able to put everything I can into this. So the money that I make here is what supplies everything for me. And I was like, dude, I get it. Uh, I think that's what makes drag queens so good at streaming too like there are some incredibly amazing mm -hmm. um, drag queen streamers because they understand the business side of it and how mm -hmm. to make that work and entertaining for those like it doesn't seem like a ton of money you know a subscription is only what like $4.99 $5.99 something like that on Twitch I don't know what it is on YouTube or anything like that but but it doesn't seem like that would be like a whole lot and you guys get an even smaller cut of that but like just like a drag queen, those couple of dollars from each person in the room um, really add up to a mm -hmm. significant amount of money that mm -hmm. allows you to continue to do that and reach further audiences and bigger audiences and that kind of thing. So yeah. I love that answer. And also, um, I think that is a great idea for us to do in season two is to bring on at least one, if not two drag queens and, and talk to them about like the parallels mm -hmm. there and like what those transitions were like. Heck yeah. So 
to kind of wrap up, um, I want to know, has your definition or idea of what a pick me is changed over the course of doing this podcast? I don't think that my idea of a pick me has changed. I think my understanding of how pick me's can play a role throughout anything mm-hmm. has definitely been brought more to light. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain, and I think something as well that has really been brought to light for me is other people's thought of what a pick me is. Because everyone has their own type of definition and everyone has their own experiences of what has happened to them or what they've what they've seen or heard and how other people have this different understanding of what a pick me is. And so I think that I still believe like what what I initially believed of what a what a pick me is, but I've definitely been shown a lot more examples than I had necessarily thought of. Yeah, no, I I feel like I fully agree. Like I I I knew what a pick me was. I didn't <laughs> I didn't need any more clarification, but like it definitely got broadened like finding out there's like deaf pick me's and all this other That's stuff. That's exactly what I was thinking about. That was the specific one that I was thinking about. <laughs> um I'm t- when I say that there was a podcast that impacted me more than any of the other podcasts, that that episode was mm-hmm. huge. Like I wasn't really implementing the caption feature because I was always told like, oh my God, your captions are so, so wrong. And I was like, oh, like that's not helpful. But once they were like, yeah, we see how wrong they are. We know you're not saying that, but it's fucking hysterical. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm not like making more of an issue by having the wrong captions. And like, I 100% feel like I'm more careful about what I'm saying when like we're playing the game. Like I I think it was like yesterday we were playing a game and I like, I don't know if a dude was AFK or if he just what he was doing, but I was like, oh, he must have not had his headset on instead of being like, he must have not fucking heard anything. He must have been deaf, like something like that. Like I'm more careful with my words now, which is like mm-hmm. not fucking hard to do, people. It's not hard to change your language. It's really not. And so, yeah, no, I I agree. I just think that that was such an impactful episode for us as well. Like mm-hmm. we learn new things every episode we learn and hear new things we learn about new experiences but that one specifically was one that I think that gets looked over a lot I mean I love that you went there with that because that was literally like the last question that I was going to ask is like what what episode had the most impact on you or conversation had the most impact on you and so I love that you kind of went there naturally and um I think that's a good place for us to kind of wrap up unless you have questions for each other or anything else that you want to share with our community before we go on break. Oh, I'm going to be moving by the end of the summer. Awesome. I'm moving. I'm moving away by the end of the summer and I'm going to try and figure out how to possibly live out of a van with a stream set up. So. All right. Well, you got big things happening. Cheer. What about you? What are you going to be doing during the break? cheerleading at all times i have all so day, many every things day. to do um okay squid wrap us up thank you all so much for tuning in to our season finale q a we've really loved doing this season and putting out content for you all 
Thank you for those who sent in questions for our Q&A. We really appreciate it and loved answering them. Please join our Discord as well as all socials. If you join that Discord, you'll be able to get those quick notifications for when season two starts up. We can't wait to see you then. So even though we will not be posting any new episodes for a little bit, we will still be streaming. So make sure you tune in to both mine and Squid streams on Twitch and tell us what you think about the podcast episodes. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Not Your Pick Me, hosted by me, Squid. And me, Cheer. Join our community over on the Discord and follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more exclusive content. When you leave a review, tell us about the topics and creators that you want to learn more about. Our executive producer is Janice Matsko of Empowerment Ventures, and our theme music was created by Brandon Peralta. Until next time, guys. All my lovins. And thanks for hanging out.